Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues today. We're going to Iowa City, Iowa, and I'm really, really excited because we're going to be talking to a local blues legend, Catfish Keith. You get to discover your own celebrity, though, at the newest, hottest, most interesting, and fun live music show that's hit the scene in about 50 years. It's called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam is a dynamic way for musicians to come together perform, and compete for recognition and rewards. Whether you're new to the stage or an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides an exciting platform to collaborate and showcase your talents. Musicians will perform hit songs with other random musicians who share a passion for that same song. Existing bands are featured by performing iconic songs to display new and emerging local talent. And then the live music patrons participate by voting for their favorite musical combinations. It's a lot of fun. It's all there at Flash Jam, coming to a market near you. Flash Jam, welcome to the show. Catfish Keith, that's all we're going to call you. Okay. All right. Are you from Iowa City originally? Or are you in Iowa? No, no, I was born in East Chicago, Indiana. And okay. uh, back in 1962, and um, which is kind of an old steel mill town. And um, by the time I was six, our family had moved to Davenport, Iowa. So that's really where I did, uh, from, uh, you know, elementary school and high school. We're all in Davenport. So um, I'm really more of an Iowa boy. An Iowa boy. Okay. And have you always been a blues man? Well, uh, my interest in music started when I was about 10. And uh, uh, what really caught, captured my imagination was the acoustic guitar and uh, specifically fingerpicking guitar, where uh, one guitar can sound like three or four guitars at the same time. So the solo guitar is orchestra kind of sound <laughs> that um, really excited me. And um, when I got into it, I was into different kinds of folk music and um singer-songwriters of the day, you know, like Paul Simon and Bob Dylan. And then I got into Leo Kotke. He he blew my mind on guitar. He was my first big guitar hero. But yeah. as time went on, I started studying, where do these guys get their music? And um, I finally got back to the, the earliest roots of country blues. And um, so... Are you talking My about like, like like yellow lead better back that far or yeah, yeah. as far as recorded time with yeah. uh uh solo performers and um the acoustic guitars so um yeah all the early cats were big influences like lead belly and blind lemon jefferson and uh, -huh. uh blind blake and particularly uh the guys that got rediscovered in the 1960s there was um quite a few uh, the still playing and surviving original blues singers uh, that recorded like in the 1920s and 30s that were in the sort of folk blues boom of the uh, early 1960s. They were rediscovered and um, brought out to, to play again for a whole new audience. And those would be people like Mississippi John Hurt and Sun House and Booker White and Mance Lipscomb, and uh, there was just um, 
a whole bunch of Skip James, just some really deep and fantastic blues artists that really captured my imagination in a big way. So I was learning those songs as well as uh, writing my own songs. And um, I was into all the sort of American roots styles. So I loved bluegrass and fiddle tunes and old Hawaiian music and old time oh, yeah. country music just as much as I love uh, country blues, solo acoustic blues. How old were you then? I was young. I, I mean, um, I got... Like when you really started when I was 10. It, when you really started delving into the history of music at 10, or was it a little... Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I was right. kind of a nerdy kid. I would uh, <laughs> go to the library and check out uh, LPs back in those times and uh, take them home and uh, study about folk music and blues. There were, there were books like Paul Oliver uh, had a great book about country blues. And uh, um, so I was fascinated by these characters because you'd see these pictures of Charlie Patton and, and Blind Blake and Memphis mm -hmm. Minion. I said, man, what, what must that sound like? And so I kept diving into it and finding these incredible sounds that, um, you know, to, to me, well, now it's a hundred years later and I'm still playing uh, songs, you know, in, in inspired by that music. So um, I'm, I'm really taking the earliest recorded country blues or acoustic blues or Delta blues. There's a lot of names for right, it. Right, right. <laughs> There's but a lot, a that. lot of artists that came from back in that era. Are are there any particular ones that stand out that you know influenced Catfish? Well, there, um, as time went on, um, I got to personally know, and you were telling me you're from around St. Louis. Uh, I, I played the um, the St. Louis Blues Festival. This is way back in 1993, 94. Somewhere yeah. in there, but the, the big on the same bill with a bunch of my heroes, which included Henry Townsend, who uh, he recorded Cairo Blues in the late 1920s, and uh, Johnny Shines, who was a traveling uh, partner of Robert Johnson in the early days, yeah. and um, uh, Honey Boy Edwards, who knew everybody in, in uh, the blues world and was a good friend. And John Jackson, so all these old old cats. I was yeah. about, I don't know, in my early twenties or maybe thirty tops at that time, and uh, it was so exciting to uh, get to know all of these artists as you know, personal friends right. and real heroes and mentors. So I guess I was just um, old enough to uh, kind of get in on the tail end of all of that because all those. Uh, artists are, are long gone now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but guys still touring, but not, he was the young guy on the scene. And he was days. the kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was the kid. And likewise, I'm kind of the kid in my um, generation of uh, sort of baby boomers and old hippies. And uh, yeah. I'm 61 years old. So I was um, born in 1962. So I grew up with a real richness of music that, uh, really was it was based in the acoustic guitar and uh when i heard that sound um uh, that sounded like because in the solo acoustic guitar 
the sounds that excite me are finger picking, which means you'll be playing bass and rhythm and melody and harmony and counterpoint all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's a, it's a very exciting style and very unique and very, um, you know, everybody that picks up the guitar or, or picked up the guitar had their own style. And uh, that's what I love about it, how individual and unique the expression was of this music. And I'm amazed and grateful that today, uh, I didn't think anybody else was into it at the time. <laughs> oh, But there's, there's quite a few uh, other people that love this music. So it gave me... Uh, an audience and uh, fellow uh, blues conspirators <laughs> <laughs> that we could. Uh, so because of all that, and I've been a solo artist, uh, we've traveled all around the world. And, um, you know, my next uh, run of gigs will be my 52nd tour of the UK and Ireland wow. since 1992. So, um yeah, it's been a hell of a journey, and um, I'm really lucky to be able to make make this music uh, my living. So yeah. it's been wonderful. I was always amazed by you globalist guys, you guys that travel around the world, and how <laughs> like uh, uh, Walter Trout is so yeah. well received in Germany, mm -hmm. and he's he's like a household name there. But right. you gotta you, you gotta kind of talk around to find people that know who Walter Trout is. Well, yeah, I, th um, I just find that fascinating, you know. That, yeah, uh, the, the, he's part of the the blues animal kingdom, just like me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the underwater animal kingdom. That's funny. <laughs> <Blues> music. <laughs> no, uh, this is this is an audio only, but I have the benefit of the video, and I see behind you some really lovely guitars there, but I don't see a twelve string anywhere there. Oh, I I, I got them. They're just not in the camera. They're shot. not in there. Okay, okay. I was going <laughs> to say because I mean we could we talked about you know, uh, Ledbetter. And he was yeah. like the first, to, to me, the first 12 string blues player that I remember listening to. And certainly, special, you know. Yeah, his, his music was very wide, wide reaching, and he used the 12 string as his signature voice. And yeah. uh, uh, he called himself the king of the 12 string guitar players of the world, <laughs> like a boxing title or something. That's right. That's right. Well, but at he, the time, he, who's going to show? Who's going to say he's not? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he was uh, fantastic, and he had such a, a a huge and wide repertoire that influenced so many people. And we, even if you don't know, you know Lead Belly songs, you do because it, the Midnight Special and right. Good Night Irene and um, a whole bunch of cool blues. Uh, uh, you know, um, Led Zeppelin did the Gallus Pole. Yeah, that's a lead belly song and um, that's right forget about that yeah in the pines uh was uh kurt cobain and uh so uh, a lot of people have played these songs and they're still great and but the power of his voice and his 12 string guitar yeah uh, that, and that was one of the first uh records because it, it growing up in our house we uh my mom had a few folk music records and one of them was lead belly and one of them was let's see sunny terry and brownie mcgee on one side and lightning hopkins on the other and uh odetta and yeah. uh so uh just as a curious kid i put those i would put those records on and uh uh 
just kind of be amazed and it sort of realigned my dna <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to love this music and um you know here i am my email is bugman blues okay yeah and i'm an exterminator right and my music is the blues and i'm from st louis i'm a big blues fan for the hockey team as well but uh i really didn't get into blues until about 25 years ago uh i grew up in the 70s you know listening to rock right. and roll and you know bad mouth in my country as the adage goes you know you know growing my <laughs> hair long smoking weed bad mouth in the country and listening oh, yeah. to rock and roll but yeah. uh, I always had acoustic guitars, and it was probably not until I was in my late 40s, maybe, that I got my first electric guitar. And that's when I started really getting into the blues. And mm -hmm. I would go to like a record store and back in, back in the day when they had record stores. Yeah. <laughs> and I would yeah, go to the was... like the discount bins, and I would find like the uh, greatest blues hits of artists I didn't know, but you know the songs because they had been remade in the 70s and 80s sure. by other bands yeah and i just absorbed everything i could get my hands on and i listened to so much and got into the blues so much that it became part of me and now that's all i all i want to play or yeah. all i want to listen to right. so when i'm in i'm in vermont right now so every year they have a big jazz festival up here and i'll just sit there and watch jazz for like a week but when i go when i go back to missouri i can't wait to go down to soulard because they have this big blues presence down there and you talked about the 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 blues festival it used to be called the big muddy oh yeah and years ago the big muddy blues festival there was a guy named johnny reed jr reed mm -hmm. that was one of the showcasers he's one of those guys that got prominence over in germany and couldn't make a dime for himself here in the united states <laughs> Pete rogers was one of the guys well i knew some of these guys because i used to i used to do work in the homes that they lived in as they got know. older they moved into like section eight senior living and right. that was my niche in the marketplace was taking care of you know section eight public housing uh -huh. and so i've got a couple of johnny's jr's guitars now i've got right. his, his old global hollow or uh, uh it's an old plywood body sure with those soap bar pickups in it you know right it's my favorite guitar to play when i'm playing the blues it's my right. favorite guitar to play and i cannot keep it in tune more than one song <laughs> <laughs> well that's the risk of twanging the strings, I guess. That's right. Now you're an acoustic <laughs> guy. Do you do you delve into electric at all, or have you? Or I have some electric guitars, but um, my uh, I'm not really. That's not my main thing. Um, it, my it's it's all the world of the acoustic guitar, really. I mean, I, I've I've got a few to for fun. I, I have sat in with bands before and uh, um, had fun that way playing, but. Uh, really the solo and acoustic um, guitar world is, is what drew me in. And um, so, you know, I've, I've just been loving it forever. And uh, I love to play these national guitars. Yeah. Uh, I know we're, you'll be just here in a podcast, but I'll show you uh, one of my favorite national tricones. It's a, the, you can see the grill work. Yeah, on look at that. It's beautiful. And, uh, I'll show you the back too. It, it has a kind of an exploding palm pattern. <laughs> this is built in. <laughs> this guitar was built in 2018, but it it's a it it's reminiscent, and it's a modern baritone national, but it, it's reminiscent in style to what they were making in 1938 with the National Guitar Company back then. Do you so, play? Do you play with finger picks, or do you play with a pick, or just your fingers? Uh, I I play 
uh, a few ways. I play with finger picks and slide on the, the steel body guitars. Uh -huh. And then on my acoustic guitars, which I'll show you, um, I'm going to, and I know it's not fair for people in uh, podcast land, but this guitar <laughs> is a Santa Cruz. And if you can see that the headstock has my. Uh, that's fish, a catfish. Yeah. Catfish yeah, for the, the Bluestale Records logo. Oh, okay. On the, on the headstock. So the little fish guy playing the, the national guitar. But uh, anyway, Santa Cruz made this guitar for me um, as a signature model. I'll uh -huh. show you so you can see the figured wood. And Beautiful piece uh, of wood. Yeah. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous guitar. And uh, so that's been my signature model. It's called the Catfish Special. And they, they put it out uh, in 2018. So uh, um it's been an honor to work with you know both of those companies and and other luthiers. I, I yeah. love the, the modern luthiers that build in uh, vintage style because I, I, I wore out my vintage <laughs> guitars, and uh, so on the road they're they're so much more reliable and really they're um, in many ways they're superior because they're hand built by modern guitar guys yeah. that uh i really um am, am nuts about these guitars so that's another part of my life is just the guitars themselves and uh yeah i, I love the sounds now the music we're going to listen to are these covers or are these all originals well on uh the, all three of these these are the first three songs off of my latest album which is called still i long to roam and uh so the first, so the first song called is called "I'm a Wanderer, Fairly Well," and it's a uh, an original piece that uh, just kind of popped out. But um, it, like all of my songs, my my originals don't sound that much different than the old blues that I've always yeah. played. So um, to me, they're pretty much the the same thing. And uh, so "I'm a Wanderer" is just about uh our our lives uh our traveling lives <laughs> on the road and uh uh with all the the beautiful blues heartbreak that's in it you know <laughs> and that's, yeah, well, that's, that's kind of a slide guitar showcase that one it was really cool the the image it it evokes you know here's a blues man he's wandering i'm like aren't you you're a blues man so you're yeah. Your spirit is a wanderer. It's a wandering spirit that goes out and finds things to to tell other people about, and you tell it through the soul of yourself and the soul that you put into your music. I just, I'm really captivated by the style that you have, and we're going to play this one and share it with people so they can start to get a taste. If they have not heard Catfish Keith before, they're going to love you by the time the show is over. <laughs> Thanks, so brother. Our, our guest, Catfish Keith from Iowa City, Iowa, and the first song we're going to listen to is I'm a Wanderer. Is 
it's heavy and my mind will burn I'm a wanderer, fare thee well I'm a wanderer, fare thee well I'm a wanderer, fare thee well I'm a wanderer
I'm a wanderer with Catfish Keith from Iowa City, Iowa, here on the Music of America podcast. We're going to talk with Keith about some of his awards and accomplishments in a moment in the little town of Kansas called Tecumseh. You're going to find Monkey House Guitars. Monkey House Guitars is a small made-to-order guitar shop. If you can think it, they can build it. Some of the most beautiful handmade guitars you'll ever see meticulously designed and crafted for your specification. Nothing by machine. Hand-laid frets, everything routed and sanded in the shop at Monkey House Guitars. The Multiverse Guitar, singularly one of the most innovative and interesting guitars I've ever seen being made. There are videos of him actually making that guitar on Facebook at the hands of Mike Thompson, who refuses to call himself a luthier, but he is an amazing artisan. And as a side note, we all kind of know that cancer sucks. Mike Thompson of Monkey House Guitars recently felt the touch of what that disease can do to anyone who has had a friend or loved one go through the rigors and sorrows of cancer. When thinking of your next charity to support, the next benefit you want to do, Mike Thompson of Monkey House Guitars and the Music of America podcast are asking you, please consider the American Cancer Society. And check out Monkey House Guitars, all one word. Monkey House is all one word, I should say. Monkey House Guitars, Tecumseh, Kansas. Monkey House Guitars, Tecumseh, Kansas. If you can think it, they can build it. How many handmaids do you have? Well, you've got guitars named after you. So. <laughs> How many do I have? Uh, I would say a lot. A lot. <laughs> my, my running joke is, you know how many guitars a guitar player needs? One more. One more. That's yeah. Right. And then somebody else countered that with uh, the best guitar that you own is the last one you bought. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, well, I, I, I have a, a fondness for it. And my wife... Uh, Penny, who's my manager and sound engineer, and uh, we founded our record label together, Fishtail Records, years ago. She just she just encourages me. So, uh, um, uh, so if I see something I, that I must have, it, it, it might end up coming home with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have other artists on your label, Keith? No, Fishtail just... Records is, is all um, it's all my own releases. So it's just. Uh, our one artist label that we started yes. in 1990, but when for my second record, my first album came out in 1985 when I was about 21 on the Kicking Mule Records label, which is uh, now long defunct. But that was a label that uh, Stefan Grossman and Ed Denson started um, back in the 70s that had a lot of my. Um, finger-picking guitar heroes on there. So I was really over the moon to get a record deal uh, on that label. And then then we started our own label. Uh, and it also taught me a lot about how the independent record business works. Yep. And it seemed at the time uh, having our own label was really uh, the, the, the best thing to do and uh, because you have – you can do every aspect the way you want it. So uh, from the way the record looks and sounds and feels. Mm -hmm. um, um, so you, ha you have full artistic control. And uh, and we were, turns out we were kind of some of the earliest people uh, as part of that sort of DIY movement. And um, so it started in 1990 on a cassette Pepper in My Shoe was a cassette first, and then we didn't know if that CD thing would really happen, but we took a <laughs> leap 
and we uh, put Pepper in My Shoe out on CD and we continued. Now, um, I just recorded a, a new album that'll be my 22nd, but the one we're talking about and listening to is called Still I Long to Rome, and it's my 21st uh, solo album uh on on uh, on, on your on your label yeah okay yeah. I, i'm looking at my notes here uh you've got quite a resume quite a pedigree in terms of awards you've won awards you've been nominated for and the one that stands out the most obviously is that you've been nominated for a grammy well we've been we're, we're in consideration for nomination uh, okay. and that includes this last one so that's kind of the first round before they call it nomination but okay. um, anyway it's great to be uh in there with you know uh, the the big labels and all that and uh and um other awards that have meant a lot uh there's one called the blues blast music awards which uh i'm going to be uh playing at their ceremony and i've won four of those uh, over the last handful of years for acoustic, best acoustic blues album and once for best acoustic blues guitarist. And um, that's a great online uh, weekly blues magazine called Blues Blast. And um, and then uh, let's see, the Blues Foundation down in Memphis, uh, I'd been nominated uh, about, let's see, six times or so since... Um, uh, 1993 was the first one so uh my i think that was my third album at the time uh when i was just a young fella <laughs> and uh, well, uh you're still again. a young fella by my book because you're well <laughs> when 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 your heroes uh keep playing until they're 96 or 97 <laughs> then I'm, I'm only getting about i'm only part way there now <laughs> right there you go but I, yeah, but I still love to play, and uh, it, it's great to get that acknowledgement from, you know, the uh, blues world and uh, music world. So it's it's been very gratifying to to have all that uh, recognition. It's really and cool. Blues Blast Music Awards, Acoustic Blues Album, Best Slide Guitarist, Grammy. What haven't you done? <laughs> I don't know. But we we just we just keep. Uh, plugging away and uh i keep love to keep doing the concerts and tours yeah and um uh we just forge ahead and um i still the the, the passion for playing music and um you know when i make these albums i love the the whole period of um you know two or three months before the the session where i'm just digging in finding my process is I find a hundred yeah. of my favorite songs and then uh, work on, and I'll get about 20 or, or more that <clears throat> I end up taking in the studio and recording like this new one that's as yet untitled. Uh, mm. We recorded 22 songs and you only need about 12 or 13 to make a, a, a nice fat uh, CD and um, which are, which are, we're also doing everything in colored vinyl um lps the last seven releases oh how so, cool yeah so we we make the the physical product as well as uh, it's out in all the the streaming places you know so you can find it anywhere um anyway it's it's just it's just great to uh keep this train rolling man there you go 
Now the the next song, and and this is how this goes down, okay? Because we've not met, and the for people that don't know the dynamics of the Music of America podcast, I send an invite, ask you if you want to be on the show. You say yes, and I ask you to send me some songs we're going to talk about. So I not listen to your music at this point, and so you send me the songs, and I see titles, and so my mind immediately jumps to what I think it's going to be. I see "Stop <laughs> That Thing," and I'm thinking we've got horns. We got brass. We got all kinds of stuff happening on this. This is going to be a big dance number thing. And it's not, but it's such a fun song. It well, is such a fun song. Thank you. The the the, the whole of the world, and, and that's one thing I love about this style of music is that um, an artist could get, uh, could be a whole dance band and people... If they if they want or uh, uh, you know any any way where you want to take the music, I mean it is limited by you have one guitar, <laughs> right, and a, right. a foot and a, a voice, but uh, there's a lot uh, you know the whole universe that you can do. So it, it can have that celebratory feel or uh, be low down or it can go in any direction. And the sounds yeah. of the guitars really uh, help it along. Well, the upside of that too, though, is you don't your lyrics don't get lost in the band. It's That's just true. In the guitar, and you can really follow what you're singing about. And I know there's a line in there, something about an alarm clock or a, a clock or a watch or something. And I'm, the image I had in my head was, yeah, I've had those days when you want to wake up and you want to throw that alarm down and stomp that thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the musician, uh, the, Frank Stokes, is where I got the song. And, and like all the songs I do, uh, it gets reinvented and recast a little bit. So it might not sound exactly, it's not like I'm trying to cover an artist note for note. I'm trying to absorb their full spirit and mm -hmm. then make my own version that hopefully has some of that spirit in it too and stomp that thing it's just another cool one frank stokes he came up in a time uh kind of before people were really listening to records that much yeah. or, or uh, recorded music so um the influences that he got were probably more just from hearing different live music uh you know kind of in that early era of, of ragtime and before they even had the name of blues for blues because right. uh, they didn't market it as blues until the about the mid 1920s so okay the song stomp that thing it comes from frank stokes and he was a amazing memphis musician and really his uh i i think a lot of his uh musical influences happened before recorded music so uh it's interesting to hear the way that he intones and uh, comes up with these songs that I think were spontaneous inventions for him at the time. So uh, in a similar um, search and, um, you know, making up my own arrangements, yeah. um, I try to use his, um, the depth of the music that he got before recorded music, but all of us since about probably 1930 or the late 20s, uh, all musicians ha have been profoundly influenced by 
recorded music. But I think probably Frank Stokes heard a lot before there were even records out to listen to. So that is a cool. That's uh, really cool. Early uh, way to get music that we don't all benefit by. <laughs> yeah. There was a the show on day. MTV with Daryl Hall called Live at Daryl's House. Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, Tommy Shaw was on there once. And he's like, well, how do you want to do this song? How do you want to do this song? They were doing either one of the stick songs or they're doing one of Hall and Oates songs. He goes, make a drone, man. You just make a drone. That's what we do here. And that's what you did with this. And that's what you do with right. a lot of music. It's what, Well, that's what a lot of us do with music. When right. we're covering a song, Some there are some bands that will play the song exactly how we remember hearing it on the radio. Mm-hmm. But I love the creativity of especially the older music and how you can bring that forward with some of the flavors of the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, But I do remember when I made the, was, was creating the arrangement, there were little guitar, uh, guitar parts in there that like the one that I opened up with, that was kind of a surprise. Like I was just came up with it and it's, Oh, I like that. I'll try that again. And that became an integral part of the, a yep. new arrangement that I had of Stomp That Thing. Well, let's give it a listen. We're going to play All it. Right. This is Catfish Keith and Stomp That Thing. Try to keep good drinking whiskey out of my side Help me stomp that thing I mean the same thing Getting tired of telling you about hearing them ding-dongs ring Don't be shy, it's balling in this town Think about the time since you're shaking down Help me stomp that thing Tired of telling you about hitting them ding-dongs Bring round a bottle, stop and let the bottle some beer Time doesn't get too dry around here Help me stomp that thing I mean the same thing Getting tired of telling you about hitting them ding-dongs You need not stomp it at all Help me stomp that thing I mean the same thing Getting tired of telling the body And everything dogs ring Tending to body in them ding-dongs Mama said one thing, Papa said the same Stomping that thing's about to change my name Help me stomp that thing I mean the same thing 
sick and tired of hearing them ding dongs ring. Stop that thing. Our guest today, Catfish Keith, on the Music of America podcast. We've all done this before, right? You, you've got that perfect tone you're looking for, and then the club owner walks up to you and says, you know, you're, you're a little too loud, and you have to change that, which you've spent all day trying to achieve, that tone, you know, that tone where you're always in the sweet spot. Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. It's a quality boutique amp with 100 watts of vintage Plexi circuit at its core. It has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, digital reverb, two buffered effects loops, depth control and an awesome voice switch every channel has its own gain and master control but they share the eq this landry amp has more gain than a plexi but it gets you everything from a whisper to concert level volumes and designed to be played at those lower volumes without losing that tone you know what i mean that you can get like, like a real heavy martial tone but play it at a low volume without getting the owner mad at you you know Check it out. Landry Amps has a YouTube channel. You can see the whole array of amps that Bill Landry has to offer. Landry Amps on YouTube or check out his website, www.landryamps.com. I had to do that because you do all acoustic and I had to plug the amp guy just so we have some balance here. <laughs> all right. That's all right. So uh, Catfish Keith, I wanted to talk about nicknames because you don't see it in rock and roll that much you might have like slash or an occasional somebody but for the most part you know you know who mick jagger is you know who paul mccartney is but it's the blues man you've got you got slim this and you got lightning this and you got uh, catfish yeah. this so right. why why catfish where did you get well, that nickname i got uh called that when i was um i guess i was 18 or 19 and um i'd, I'd left home and uh was crewing on a, a sailboat in the islands i knew this guy from cedar rapids iowa he let me come crew on his sailboat i'd never seen the ocean or anything so it was very exciting for a young fella and uh there used to be this guy with that we would go uh, lobster diving with and he would say man you ain't nothing but a catfish swimming around man <laughs> i never knew quite what he meant and uh it could have been an insult. I don't know. But um, that's the first time I got called catfish. And then a handful of years later, um, when I got my first album, uh, my record deal, the one I was telling you about on Kicking Mule, and I was at my given name is Keith Kazachik, which is my my given name, Kazachik. And it's a, it's a good name. I'm proud of it. But it proved to be a difficult stage name. Yeah. And... Uh, so I remembered that guy calling me catfish and uh, in the sort of blues animal kingdom tradition of people like Howlin' Wolf and, uh, you know, all the all the great artists with funny names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I decided to go by Catfish Keith. And, it, uh, it so works, though, man. It's just such a great it's such a great identity. And 
that name coupled with your style of music it's it's a great position to be in oh it's it's cool and another inspiration for that name is the song catfish blues which is a sort of a standard but very um modal and beautiful old blues by robert petway he recorded it recorded it in 1941 and uh then loads of people went on to record it including muddy waters and uh with, with the line um pretty women swimming after me and uh so uh yeah that's how i became catfish keith that's it's really funny because the guest that's on tomorrow that's also from iowa one of the Again, you know, I tell you what people do is they send me their songs, right? Mm-hmm. And it might not be the guy that's on tomorrow. One of the guys that's from Iowa, though, one of the songs he's doing is his cover of Catfish Blues. Right. I said, this is just so cool because you're on the All same right. week as he's playing this song. Now, the last song of yours that we're going to listen to is I'm a Good Man. So All tell right. me about that. Tell me about oh, that. Oh, that, that's a song um, I fell in love with. There's, It's from a piano blues um player and singer called Cecil Gant, and he had um, some really beautiful kind of ballads that he did. Um, around World War I, he was, I think when he recorded, he was uh, either a private or a sergeant or something. Was uh, His rank was part of his name, stage name, for a little while. and uh, But it seemed like a perfect song. Uh, for the 12 string guitar. So I made an arrangement on the 12 string and um, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful old blues and uh, I just love this guy's music. So that's a tribute to old Cecil Gant. Uh, I'm a good man. It's so cool to hear you talk romantically about a song that touches you, you know, I dig well, it so much. I mean, it's just, you can tell that this is a song that means a lot to you, and you 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 love it. And yeah, I, I do. And um, um, like Steve Cushing, that does blues before sunrise. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've heard that show, but it goes it goes all Saturday night. It's like five hours, so it's a perfect show to listen to when you're driving home from a gig anywhere. It's usually on Iowa public radio or. Uh, it's it's syndicated, so you might be able to hear it all around the country. But that's where I first heard that Cecil Gant song, and uh, it's a, a plug for a, a beautiful radio show because he really goes deep into yep. early blues. Steve Cushing. So, um, but that's where I first heard that song. Well, that's Cecil cool. Good Let's give a listen to this is uh, Catfish Keith and his ver- or his version or rendition of "I'm a Good Man." travel from town to town seems like everybody wants to throw me down cause I'm a good man but I'm a poor man I understand Down to the train station Look up at the wall My money was too light, darling 
wear it all Cause I'm a poor man And I'm a good man I understand Carry so heavy, you see. It seems like there ain't nobody. In the world will help for me. I'll be all right, baby. Because good things come to those who wait. Because I've been a good man, just a poor man. I understand. Catfish Keith, yes, you are a good man and a great musician and a real honor to have you on the Music of America podcast, Keith. Thank you so much. So this is the segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. So this is where you plug away any shows that are coming up, uh, any merch that you sell on your site, songs where we can buy. You've got, what, 22 albums, you said, 22 records out? Yeah, well, I I will when this this new one comes out. Okay. But... uh, Okay, well, I mean, you can always go to my website, which is catfishkeith.com. So C-A-T-F-I-S-H-K-E-I-T-H.com. And the whole world is in there uh, of all my gigs. And upcoming, uh, I'll be doing, starting October 20th, going through November 28th, I'll be doing my 52nd tour of the UK and Ireland. So we'll be going over uh for a for a while me and my wife penny and uh doing another big tour over there and uh and yeah all the did you say a hundred did you say 102 days no 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 um 
uh, it's my 52nd tour uh-huh. since 1992. I don't know where I got 102 in my head. I thought I heard that or something. Like, that's a long a, tour. <laughs> well, uh, well, we've been going over for a long time, and uh, we have a lot of good buddies there and a lot of beautiful places to play in the UK and, um, and, and Ireland, of course, we love it. And, um, and albums, uh, I'll, the 22nd, uh, album that I haven't quite named yet during this podcast, but should have out by then <laughs> <laughs> should be out. And of course the latest one still I long to roam. Um, it's in colored vinyl and uh, as well as CD as are many of the albums. And, um, and so you can check out all those things um, at my website. Also on Facebook, we're quite active. I have we have four different Facebook pages, and one of them, uh, Guitar Heads, would might really love. It's called Why I Love National Guitars, and uh, every day there's uh, different histories about different uh, uh, blues artists that I admire. And it's not all blues, but uh, a lot of it is. Um, and also the guitars, the national guitars. Yeah. So um, that's a, if you're a guitar head and love old blues, that's a, a great place to visit, as well as my own Facebook page. Uh, well, there's two of them. There's a friend page and a fan page. So, and Penny, Penny Cahill has her friend page, which is very much intertwined. And, uh, but that's part of our whole uh, world of, uh, how you can connect with us that sounds good does penny does penny play with you at all does she perform with you oh we we do we do play once once in a while together and um uh she's kind of shy though and mostly uh works uh behind the scenes but uh but she is a uh, huge lover of music and um very talented musician too and uh so uh her input she she also runs sound during my shows and mm-hmm. sells the merchandise and is president of the record label and we always travel together so we've been doing that since really since we got together in a, 1988 so many many years of uh many adventures and um it's one wonderful to be able to do that and uh i still love it and um it just keeps on given given me back so much joy with the yeah. music and guitar well so, keep this uh, up for another 40 years would you yeah 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 that, <laughs> that's kind of the goal and uh what like i said when i saw uh some of my favorite old-time blues singers live and play until their last gig like honey boy edwards he was 96 or 97 mm-hmm. uh henry townsend was too and they, they both were, they just kept playing gigs until, until the end, until you know, until and, they uh, didn't. So <laughs> until they didn't. Right. So, uh, no big retirement plans here. That's and, right. Uh, we don't want you to, man. We want you to keep playing until you, until you don't. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 the you know, the way people can hear it is much more universal. So it's, it's easier to tune into what you like than, the the search when I was a kid to f- just find this music was uh, was quite the thing in itself. But now you just go to YouTube and you can find anything. So uh, 
And so that's a, a beautiful resource to have uh, at your fingertips, anything that you want to listen to. So that's, that's unique to nowadays. And yeah. uh, so I, I hope people take advantage of that and I hope they can stay on the journey with me. That'd be wonderful. You just keep it going, keep it alive. And uh, <laughs> we'll keep Thanks. following you. You've made a fan uh, out of me, not just, uh, uh, Thanks, not just, uh, not just a fan of your music, but a fan of who you are and what you Thank do you. for this uh, this aspect of our culture. The the blues needs people like Catfish Keith. So, oh, thanks, Tom. Thanks, brother. Catfish Keith, Pleasure, our guest buddy. today. Thank you, sir. Uh, right. Yeah. What do you say after that, man? It's just too cool from Iowa City, Iowa. Catfish Keith. Thank you so much. And up next, Luke Stutzman. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.